Can the Aggies offense find consistency against the Arkansas defense on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we are talking about the Arkansas defense as the Texas A&M offense prepares to take them on in the Southwest Classic at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington on Saturday evening. And this is a tall task for the Texas A&M offense. A&M's offense is one that has struggled to be consistent on the offensive line throughout the year. There's been lots of stability issues. We've talked about it before. Bryce Foster played his first game of the season in week three after playing, after dealing with mono, not getting a whole lot of practice in the fall and missing all of spring because of track and field. Compound onto that the fact that you have an entirely new starting left side of your offensive line going into the season was the plan to have a starting new left side. And combine that with the fact that you have a brand new offensive line coach who is in his first few weeks of regular season play with this offensive line group. Now, that can be okay. You're going to have some bumps and bruises, but you should be able to figure it out as you go. The problem is, is that now it's time to figure it out. The the Razorbacks have a total of 17 sacks as a team in three games. So they're averaging almost six sacks per game. And A&M has not done a fantastic job of keeping their quarterbacks, either Haynes King or Max Johnson, clean. Combine that with the fact that they are one of the best tackle for loss teams in the country. And now you have this recipe for trouble in the backfield when it comes to running the ball or passing the ball. The guys who make this defensive group tick for Arkansas are Drew Sanders. He's a linebacker transfer from Alabama who in three games has 28 total tackles, six and a half tackles for loss and five and a half sacks to go with two forced fumbles and two passes defended. So this guy is all over the field. He plays sort of like a true off-ball linebacker who, with some of the way they formation on defense, they play some odd fronts, some three-man fronts with a true nose, and he winds up sometimes on the line of scrimmage as the end man on the line of scrimmage like an edge rusher. Sometimes he's off the ball. Sometimes he's sort of the overhang guy. He's a guy who can move all over the place. Bumper Pool is a more traditional sort of off-ball linebacker. He's got 29 tackles, two, sack, two tackles for loss, and a sack. The other guy who's racked up some pretty decent sack numbers, Jordan Dominic, 10 tackles, four of those for loss, four sacks, with a fumble recovery and a, fo- and a forced fumble. 
They have four guys with more than two tackles for loss, or yeah, with more than two tackles for loss. Another two guys with two on the dot, and another three or so guys with tackles for loss with an individual tackle for loss. Ten guys on their teams have made plays behind the line of scrimmage. Seven guys have had at least one sack. This is a group on defense that gets behind the line of scrimmage and makes plays specifically in the run game. And then you combine that with Bumper Pool and Drew Sanders and the way they run around at the second level and make tackles, and it gets really tough to run the ball against this team. Unfortunately, for AM, they happen to be allowing 353 yards through the air on offense per game. Now, they're only allowing about 2.2 yards per carry, which, like I mentioned, extremely tough to run the ball on. They're allowing about 68 yards on an average of about 31 rushes per game. Extremely difficult to run the ball on this team. They do have a weakness, like I mentioned, 353 yards through the air. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But first, I'm excited to tell you guys about Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. It's easy to play in over 30 states. Just go to Underdog, the website, the mobile app. Pick between two and five players across any team, not just the Aggies, and decide if they'll finish higher or lower than the total that's given on underdog. It's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold, hard cash on a single game. Sign up at underdog with promo code locked on. That's one word locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 deposit $100, get $100 free deposit $50, get $50 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on, one word, locked on, and get in on the college football pick'em action today. As I mentioned before, the Arkansas Razorbacks are allowing 353 yards through the air through three games on average. They're allowing about 59 or 60% completions. But they're allowing 353 yards through the air. That is the worst pass defense by yardage in the nation to this point. Which means that if you can protect, you're going to have the opportunity to push the ball down the field, you're going to have the opportunity for Evan Stewart, Chris Marshall, both back from suspension this week, Anaya Smith, Yule Keith Brown, Chase Lane, Moose Muhammad, all these wide receivers to win down the field. And if you can consistently win down the field and you can force Arkansas out of some of the looks that they want to play on defense – Hopefully, you create more opportunity in the run game 
for Devon Aching. We talk a lot, and I'm sure Jimbo Fisher would prefer, based on the way he plays, to use the run to set up the opportunity to pass the ball. He's not necessarily going to have as much of an opportunity to do that this week. The Aggies are going to have to be able to throw the ball consistently, and it's got to start with good protection if A&M wants to be able to move the ball up and down the field on Arkansas. The yardage is there to be gained. But the Aggies have to be able to move the ball consistently. They're giving up an average of 14 first downs through the air per game this year. This game is going to come down to, A, the offensive line's ability to protect, and B, on Max Johnson's ability to execute and take advantage of the opportunities that are there. The thing that they have to be careful about is if they don't protect, then even if these guys separate, even if Evan Stewart wins in a route on the Arkansas secondary, it's not going to matter because Max Johnson's eyes are going to be down as he scrambles and escapes the pocket. The Arkansas defense is going to be well-prepared. They're going to be ready to play. Coach Sam Pittman is going to have these guys ready to go. But they're allowing 27 points per game. That's 80th in the country out of 131 teams. Now, granted, they're they're scoring almost 38 points a game. Thus, they're 3-0 and number 10 in the country. This is going to be a challenge for A&M because A&M has a very young offensive front. Even Bryce Foster is a sophomore. Trey Zoon, redshirt freshman. These guys are young players. Jordan Moko or Akia Gunbi, guys who haven't played a ton of football. It's going to be really, really, really important for them to be able to block this front. And when they do run the ball, they've got to be able to secure the first level, keep them out of the backfield, and give Devon A. Chain the opportunity to get going. We still haven't seen him really, really get rolling yet this year. We've seen him. He had a big game from a total yardage standpoint against Miami. The 26-yard touchdown catch, a couple of other receptions, 80 or so yards rushing. That's a perfectly fine game for Devon A. Chain. And that's exactly what A&M is going to need to be able to do against Arkansas. They're going to have to win on third downs because they're going to be in third downs just because of the way that this run defense plays. They're not going to be able to run the ball for six yards on first down, throw for five yards on second down, and it's first down. They're going to have to throw the ball on early downs, use some play action, hopefully use some of the aggressiveness against the Razorbacks, protect it up, and give these wide receivers time to win on the outside and down the field. If they can do that, 
they will have a chance to win this game against Arkansas. We're going to shift gears a little bit into some recruiting news. We've had a couple of recruiting nuggets drop over the last 24 hours or so. Hakeem Williams, five-star wide receiver out of Florida, has had the 23rd of September scheduled as his commitment date for a long time, was in College Station for the Miami game, made his commitment announcement on Friday. He's going to Florida State. So A&M missed out on Hakeem Williams. That's unfortunate. That's a player that, at this point in the wide receiver landscape, they really they really needed Hakeem Williams, and this one hurts. It's not the end of the recruiting cycle. Signing day is not this week. And as we know with this A&M team, nothing on the recruiting front is final until signing day because they flat don't give up. Our buddy John Garcia has talked to us about this several times. They just don't give up. Another piece of recruiting news that popped up unexpectedly on Friday is that David Hicks, DJ Hicks, the Katie Paytow, Paytow, maybe, defensive lineman who's the number one defensive lineman in the country, number one prospect in the state of Texas, teammate of A&M commit Damian Sanford, and someone who has been a primary target for A&M for the entire cycle. The original plan for DJ was to announce his commitment at the Under Armour All-America game in December, right before signing day. And so his was a commitment that we weren't expecting to see for a while. We thought that there would be some back and forths and ups and downs on his recruiting over the next few months. He announces today, Friday, he's going to be announcing his commitment next Wednesday, the 28th. The final schools, really, most people see it as sort of a two-team race between A&M and Oklahoma. A lot of the projections that are out there right now were made coming out of his official visit to Oklahoma at the end of August, and several of those projections had him going to A&M, or not, excuse me, not to A&M, to Oklahoma. Now, he was, again... Just like Hakeem Williams, he was in College Station at the Miami game in front of 107,000 people watching a bunch of true freshmen on defense make really big impacts. Was that enough for him to solidify his thoughts and ideas that he was going to come to A&M and be a part of this thing that they're building on defense and that they're doing it with a ton of young players? There was rumor that that was one of the main things that he wanted to see from these teams as they got into the season. Maybe what he saw last week was enough for him to decide, you know what, I'm good. This is where I want to be. They're going to play the freshman. I'm going to get an opportunity to work. On the flip side, there's the possibility that he came to College Station, took in the game, took in the depth chart, the way the team played, how the defense dominated that game, all those sorts of things, 
and came away still convinced that he wanted to be a Sooner. There's no way really for us to know the answer to that other than just to wait and see what happens next Wednesday. I'm sure there will be some rumors, some murmurs, some more projections put out over the course of the next five days, and we will find out what the verdict is for DJ Hicks. Guys, that's going to be our show for today. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Joey Ikes. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Aggies. You can find us on YouTube. Please check us out there. YouTube.com, Locked On Aggies there. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like on the videos. Leave a comment. Leave us a review. All those sorts of things. Hit the notification bell so you never miss when we release a new video. If you're listening on audio, go over to YouTube and check us out. If you're on audio and you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel on Locked on Aggies on all your podcast platforms. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. We really appreciate it. It will really help us grow the channel, help us provide even better coverage. Now that you've made Locked on Aggies your first listen, go check out Locked on SEC, host Chris Gordy, and the rest of the experts of Locked On take you around the SEC in 30 minutes or less. That is the best way to stay up to date on everything that's going on in the SEC. Chris is great. He's awesome. Gets awesome interviews. Thanks so much for joining us. We will see you guys tomorrow after the game. We'll, we'll catch you guys up with instant reaction, all those sorts of things. Thanks so much. We'll catch you tomorrow.